carve yourself a little professional realm out here. That would be amazing. You're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be good. So, so we'll see, bro. Yeah. By the way, if you want, you can put on the headphones, but don't oh. feel like you have to. Uh, it's just a courtesy. I mean, we're literally right next to each other, uh, so it don't matter. <laughs> nah, but, you. Know, I like to hear how I sound on the uh, on the ones and twos. All right. On the ones and twos. Well, like I said, man. Because my voice you. is a little. This is 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 different. It's weird. So. I feel you on that, dude. Like I hate listening when I'm re-editing these things. I realize, like, God damn it, you're so goddamn nasally. And, like, in my mind, my voice is a lot, like, deeper, I uh-huh. guess, than it comes out. Yeah. And then I hear myself, like, that's all I hear when bro, I'm listening. I had the like, same <sighs> thing with me, bro, the same right. thing. Every time. Like, I remember when I first started getting down with uh, with comedy. Yeah. I hated watching, like, my videos. Like, I hated watching myself do stand-up because I didn't like how I sounded. Cause I I just sounded like a I just sounded like a kid every time. Same, yeah. That's and I'm I'm a grown up. <laughs> same here. <laughs> same here. You, you like would I hope you'd be a man by now, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah. I like I did the puberty and all that. I mean, you know, I still drink orange soda, but you know, still, come on. Right, like I feel like a man when I yeah, wake bro. up. Every time I get on stage, it's like, yeah, y'all want to hear some uh, jokes? Oh, that's exactly what I hear, like and a I'm whininess, like, uh, right? I'm like, how do I sound like a a baby Chappelle? That sounds gross. No, I don't. I don't hear that uh, from you at all. But I, <laughs> but I know. No, not at all, sir. No, no, not like that. Oh, no, okay. you know, like I, you're obviously you're a very good comedian. You have a very good conversational style. I, I can just show that. up Thank and you. see you somewhere, and like people like you, man. You're a likable character. I try to be likable. I try to be liked. We don't we all? You know, I've been but, I've been bullied before. Have you? I try to be liked. I have. Really? You know, un- unfortunately. You come off so confident, man. I just can't imagine anybody wanting oh, to. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you know, fuck the, fuck the bullies. Bullies can kiss my ass. Bill, yeah. Bullies can suck my dick. But, I mean, I've been bullied before. <laughs> well, tell me I about I just it, didn't man. give a fuck about what they was talking about. But, yeah. Tell me about that because I feel like people need to know how oh, you deal man. with the bully. Yeah. How did I deal with the bully? Oh, you know what I did? I just. Uh, Yo, and before we get going, I should say uh, we are recording. Is there anything you don't want to talk about? <laughs> I know we're already like five right. minutes accidentally exactly. in my bed. I'm my bad. I it's, forgot. No, no, you're good. I just always got to make sure, ask people at the beginning, if there's anything you don't want to talk about, feel anything free I, to take a pause. Anything I don't want to talk about. Yeah. Or I don't like, know, because I, I, I have a reputation for talking too much. With that in mind, let the games begin. <laughs> All right, so go back to... You're talking about bullies? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, this is the walks of life yeah. right here. We're exactly. about to talk about them all. Shit. No holds barred. <laughs> I, I learned that I learned that phrase watching wrestling. <laughs> WCW, no holds barred. But uh, yeah, man, I got, I got bullied when I was younger. I was, you know, I was a, a victim, as they call it. But you know, I, I didn't really see myself as a victim. I just, I just, uh, I just love having fun, man. I was just a, a very, uh, just live wire type kid. So when I got bullied. When I got bullied, it was just like, oh, uh, that it was just like some weird shit that happened. So like, you know, me growing up, I'm dark skinned, by the way. Anybody anybody has never seen me before. <laughs> I'm a dark skinned guy. So when I was a kid, you know, I'm black I'm black. I'm black when I was a kid. So I got bullied by that. Like people used to talk shit like, Oh, look at KJ. Like they used to call me okay, so 
I ain't, this this probably one of the, the the touches I've never told anybody this. Only people that know me know me know this. When I was a kid, people used to call me Black Stallion. That was the fucked up part, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but that's such a traumatic... no. You know what? When I was a kid, I hated it. But then yeah. I, when I got older, like in like high school, <laughs> and started doing stand up and shit, and yeah. as I start start thinking about, it, I was like. Damn, that shit was funny. <laughs> it was fucked up, but it was funny. So I was like, damn, I wish I would have thought of that first. <laughs> wish I would have used that uh, when I was younger first. So, uh, but yeah, man, I, you know, I just got the black jokes. Anything they said about Michael Blackston, I done, we got that same type of shit. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I had to, I had to learn how to talk shit uh, as well when I was a kid. So that's why I don't. Like I still got confidence because I won many many of battles when I was younger. I lost a couple, but I won more than I lost. Right on, it's all in that shit talking ability. Exactly. So that's uh, that's why I don't have like, I mean, I you know I st- I got some insecurities, whatever you know. Everybody everybody yeah. does. But uh, you know, I just uh, I just you know learned to not give a fuck about what bullies you know what they were talking about or. Or shit they were saying or anything that they wanted to do it's like all right whatever <laughs> you know i'm one of those people's like when it's time it's time like if is it if we about action then it, you know when the action start that's when it start you know until <laughs> until then it's i don't give a fuck about what you doing or what you're talking about when it's time to go you're ready exactly <laughs> that's that's what my pops taught me shout out Tommy. to pops what up pop <laughs> Ernest, earn big dog Shout out to Pops, man. He taught me that. He was like, man, you got to let mad people be mad by themselves. That's you true. Know? That's true, man. You if can't you waste, your, waste your time uh, caring about what another motherfucker doing. You taking energy from yourself. So my Pops taught me that when I was about seven, six. It's classic Marty McFly syndrome right yeah, there. Yeah, man. man. I, never hit no, I never hit a bully with a brick, but I always wanted to. I was like, damn, yeah. I missed my brick hitting bully chance. You you ever uh, get into a fight as a kid or anything like that? Uh yeah, I've been in a couple fights when I yeah. was a kid. Just like scuffle, scuffles though, like maybe like one full on, maybe one or two full on fights. But most of my shits was like scuffles. That's cool. where it'd be like, yeah, you think it's a, motherfucker? You think it's a game cup? <laughs> and then it'd be over, or the teacher Everybody or somebody walks away, right? People yeah, were just getting hard until the teacher be like, hey, what y'all doing in the corner? You're like, nothing. We just reading. Y'all reading too loud. Or, yeah, it's an X-Men comic book. It's funny, man. <laughs> All right, we didn't even get into what your name is. You mentioned it briefly, though. But for everybody that doesn't know, let them know. What's, what's your name? What do you do? It's KJ. KJ Robinson. What's up? I'm a comedian. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm a comedian that does stand-up comedy. All right, man. Where are you from? A little bit of acting. Uh, originally from Detroit, Michigan. Or I'm from I'm from Michigan by way of Detroit, Ypsilanti, Ann Arbor, a lot of different spots. Southfield. Is it kind of like being from like the Chicago area where everybody just says like Detroit? Is it easier <laughs> to like? To be honest, like, cause everybody in like Illinois, right, right, seems right, seems to say like, oh, I'm from Chicago. I was like, where? Carbondale or like you know, right, like, right, the little like, small super... part. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of like that. But I I was born in Detroit City, yeah. and uh, you know that's where my family is. Um, I lived there for a couple of years, and then we moved out of the city. 
but my because my family stays in the city because my entire family is there you know my grandma's aunties uncle everybody is there mm-hmm. and only my mom and dad we are the only ones that moved outside of the city so i grew up in ipsy and in detroit so when i wasn't in school i was in detroit all the time so i just you know i just that's where i'm from i'm from that area i'm from from both cities and the crazy part is Mm -hmm. uh ipsy is known as little detroit so like yeah so like all the you know the criminals they would leave the city go to ipsy (laughs) lay low (laughs) lay low for a couple years you know get a little baby mama or something yeah that's funny because the crime would be is the crime is resemble it but it's not as big that's funny man like detroit would be like eight dead bodies and ipsy would be like two that is a big difference, man. Six counts when you're talking about bodies. Exactly. It counts, man. There's a big difference between three and four when it like, comes to bodies. Exactly. Like Detroit, would be like, oh, eight people got shot at the Coney Island. And then in Ipsy, be like, two people got shot uh, next to the campus of the library school and shit. And the Ipsy like, people what? just say progress. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's man. not as bad as a D. That's what people say. It's not as bad as Detroit. <laughs> That's what people used to say back in the day. It's it's not as bad. Like people are still dying, man. Did but it feel like that when you were growing up? Like, did it feel like it was like a rough area? Uh, no, not really. Oh no, no, it didn't feel like it was a rough area. Like you know, it was still, you know, fights and whatnot. You could hear you know little gunshots here and there, but just home, right? Yeah, it was just is you know your your people's there. You still got friends and all of that, so. It didn't feel as tough, but you knew it was tough. Yeah. Like I knew I knew I was living in a wild neighborhood. Uh when like one day I went to the park and motherfuckers was selling crack at the park. <laughs> like I'm trying to I'm playing basketball on the court. They're like, hey, you gotta watch out, little man. I'm like, oh, all right. And I'm thinking they about to play a game and then I'll just see motherfuckers shaking hands for twenty hours. Like, oh shit. <laughs> like, so y'all just gonna shake hands the whole day? Like everybody just shaking hands on the court. I know, man. I remember walking home from school in middle school and mm-hmm. encountering someone who, in retrospect, was definitely a drug dealer and, like, having no idea. You know? <laughs> like, no idea. Just walking through this neighborhood, minding my own business, probably shouldn't have been walking home at that age. But, right. Like, it's funny. You Like, you were so innocent as a kid, and it, it, it's a cliche, but it really is a thing. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. You could be put in, like, the war zones in Afghanistan. If that's where you grew up, I'm sure all you see is soccer fields. Right. You know, and like, it's just crazy to think that. It's like growing up there, then like you were pretty comfortable. Did you ever think that you were going to move to California one day or like, did Uh, you know you always wanted to be a comedian or how'd that come up? No, man. No, I was a I was a weird kid growing up because I like I just was interested in everything. I never was a kid that was like just focused on one thing. Yeah, I was always like, "Oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that too. I want to do that too." <laughs> yeah, I feel like I kind of so, get that too. So I just started learning about a lot of different things, but not too in depth. Just like, you know, I just know a little bit about a lot instead of a lot about, you know, one thing. People like there's that phrase, what is it? Uh, master of all trade or jack of, jack all, of trades, all trades, master yeah. of none. Yeah, that's kind of like a bullshit. I feel like that phrase mm-hmm. undervalues how much work it takes to get that passionate about a multiple right. multitude of things. You know, right. like it's it's like what's wrong with that? Yeah, if somebody has a bunch of interests and they're like relatively good at exactly. A bunch of it. Yeah, we live in that type of uh, social setting where you know people expect you to pick a thing and run with it. 
You know, it's yeah, like, oh, you don't, it. you don't, but what do you belong to? You know, that's like, that's <laughs> right, like a I, phrase you would hear as you get older. Like, you don't, your life doesn't belong to anything. What are you dedicated to? And, you know, I'm, I'm just dedicated to life, man, and, and, and having fun doing it. Get rolling with it and seeing where it goes. Exactly. You know, if it, if it brings me into a, a den of thieves, then, you know, that's where I'm at. But if it brings <laughs> me into a den of wives, you know, maybe not wives, maybe like a den of uh, promiscuous ladies, then yeah. <laughs> But not wives. That sounds more like a responsibility. A den of wives. That's funny, bud. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of just loose dishes are in that den. That sounds like a lot of like, <laughs> taxes, a lot of stuff. Yeah, to exactly. Of, like... Just like a lot of pot roast pans that mm-hmm. are dirty. Yeah, no. That's Come in this den and clean this. It's like, oh, shit. It's hard enough to be domesticated for one person, let alone nine. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, like, are, are y'all a whole team? Yes, this is the coalition of wivedom. <laughs> were you a good uh did you have a big imagination as a kid oh yeah one of the biggest bro yeah i feel like you had like a badass you must have had like a badass imaginary friend am i off uh you know what i didn't have a bad i didn't have an imaginary friend i had a uh i just had a, a very like extensive toy collection yeah Tell and so all of my toys i talked to them it's like they were just the, you know, the person that I would just kick it with them. So I had, had all the X-Men, had all the Power Rangers, all the Ninja Turtles. So I would have like a little war with all of my toys in my room. And it's just like a thousand conversations. Like, oh, we about to go to the mountains. And the mountains would be like a chair. And then, like, oh, we about to, uh, you got to go underground through the things. So we fighting under the bed. It was just weird, man. I was a weird kid. No, nah, dude, I think that's pretty normal for I just kids. lived out a lot of episodes. I hear it. Did you watch a lot of uh, TV as a kid? Uh, just cartoons, a lot of cartoons. Bugs Bunny, uh, you know, all the action cartoons. Which, which I will say right now on this podcast, on the walks of life, all of our cartoons are better than you, these new cartoons. That's <laughs> so you new cartoon kids can suck it. I mean, there's some good ones that have uh, been around, but definitely, like, I feel like there was a lot better there were definitely more quality cartoons when we were growing up like what were some of your favorite shows oh man anything marvel animated so just uh spider-man x-man fantastic four iron man the hulk uh all of those from like all the 90s animated cartoons batman the animated series bro like our i feel like our cartoons had like real themes and morals in them that's fair yeah like i feel like a lot of them too like reference classic literature a lot mm-hmm. like yeah robert frost it, right? all kind of cool shit man like and like and cartoons they would have like people would get shot i remember that i always used to watch this cartoon called gargoyles if oh yeah if y'all got disney plus check out gargoyles it's dope there's an episode where one of the gargoyles shoot shoot the lady that's on their squad shoot the detective i forget what her name was and um yeah, it was like a gun violence episode. It's like, That's don't be crazy. playing with guns. <laughs> but she got, for sure, shot in the gut, bro. They took her to surgery to hold down. I was like, oh, this shit is like a Law & Order episode. <laughs> but for kids. Yeah, isn't it weird to look back and see, like, there's a lot bigger themes than you ever saw? Like, mm-hmm. I remember looking back on uh, this episode of, like, Fraggle Rock one year. Like, <laughs> oh, I found, Fraggle like, Rock? I found, like, a bunch of Fraggle Rock VHSs, and my mom's like, 
uh, garage. Oh, shit. So me and my sister popped him into like a VCR and started watching him. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being blown away watching this one episode that was clearly about like the Berlin Wall. Oh. But it was all in that's fraggles. That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. They bro. were building a wall separating the east and west side of like Fraggle, Fraggle Rock. <laughs> And, like, I remember, like, I used to watch all of these when I was a kid, or at least I thought I did. Right. I don't remember it's like, this I don't remember being. this episode. <laughs> yeah, like. I must have been uh, busy on this. this yeah, day. but, like, you watching it, and I was like, clearly, they want to leave an impression on the kids that see right. this. Bro. This you... is such an anti-communist thing. It's, it was weird to look back and see. It was it was crazy, bro. The, the program, and then that's, like, part of the programming, too, as a little kid, because, like, that's way too political to be in Fraggle Rock, bro. Fraggle yeah. Rock, there's like some little muskrats in the dungeon. Well, I don't know. Living their life. I feel like the 90s <laughs> was like a weird time where like things were changing and you could start to see it in cartoons. Like mm-hmm. They had the black and white theme in cartoons a lot. Yeah, then that and then like divorce would always come up. <laughs> you remember that? Like there was like a divorce episode of like every 90s cartoon. Yeah, bro, it was. The Rugrats had the sad ass episode yeah, of they Chucky's did. mom. Like, I remember that. Oh, oh, that was hilarious. I remember that she got yeah. mad at dude because he was just being goofy and shit. They just didn't work yeah. out because they weren't compatible. Mm-hmm. Trying mm-hmm. to lay it all out there for you so that when you get broken up with at 16, divorce. it's not a surprise. What do they call it? Divorce? <laughs> divorce? Something sad. Are I'm you sure. getting divorced, Chucky? I don't know, you guys. I just remember that like a lot of television shows, a lot of like movies had divorce as a running theme in like the early and mid-90s, I feel mm, like. Yeah, that was a dead like, right, like all the diehards was just every at the beginning of every diehard movie. You're just like, yeah, the wife's not talking to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I gotta save all these people. Like even in the first diehard, he was going through, like him and his wife was fighting, but he, was, he still was <laughs> like, bitch, I'm about to save your whole ass. <laughs> because save this building, whole ass people. That, you know, like she don't even like me, but it's cool. I'm about to still shoot all these Russians. <laughs> that was such a good hopefully movie, I get man. a sandwich at the end of this. It, yeah, it is kind of sad to think that like he just had to like <laughs> process all that shit on his own. He didn't have anybody in his corner to uh, talk to. But John McClane has so many layers. He had he had what's the name? Uh, Carl Winslow to talk to. Oh yeah, that was his one That's buddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> we just feel sorry for Tom in the office. Yeah, it's like, exactly. He's always spending holidays alone. I try to give him a card and like it does. I don't know if he was helping. <laughs> oh man, he just can't. He yeah. just don't want to hang out. Sorry, he's just, he's just there. Now, but like it, I rem- just remember that too, because like I remember my mom was going through a divorce, mm-hmm. and uh, back then, and she would always like suggest I watch this movie or this show oh, or this yeah? episode, and they were all various. Was your mom forms a substitute of- teacher? No, nah, not at all. <laughs> she was like a secretary, super secretary. Oh, okay. Um, not to be diminutive, but anyway. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Sorry, mom, but uh, no, she she's cool. But I just remember she would always suggest, like, I watched this new show, and, like, what's it about? Well, it's a cartoon. I think you'd like it. And I was like, well, it's home movies, and, oh, <laughs> it's about divorce. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what's this show called? It's Man of the House. It's a good movie. It's <laughs> Man of the Taylor House. Thomas and Chevy Chase. Hey, I love Man of the House. I don't know what it is. Chevy Chase. It's about divorce. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, Chevy Chase is, like, a, a all-star movie, though. He, like, 10 for 10. He is, dude. Like, like every he, movie he made has been hilarious and dope. And I don't know if it's been a hit at the box office because I don't count people bread like that. But, uh, yeah, he's been <laughs> doing his thing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting Back in the day. see. Like, we're living in a new era. Like, I guess it's going to be drive-ins for a while, right? Like, right. they're going to have to adjust the price. Nobody's to trying something. to pay 40 bucks. 
to go see your tired movie anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you know what? Yeah. I went to the drive-in recently. It was only it was like ten yeah. bucks. Still ten bucks to get into the drive-in. That's not bad. That's what yeah. it should be, man. I remember back in the day we used to hide in the trunk to get people in. Oh, now they check it, dude. They check the trunk now. They check it. I uh. remember going one time to a drive-in. <laughs> it's the saddest story ever. But I went by myself one time, <laughs> and like I like I just want to go see a movie. I didn't really want to go to the theater. I didn't really want to get out of the car. Right, right. I didn't right. have anybody. I didn't think it was gonna be that like, sad. Let's just go chill at the drive-in. Yeah, like, I think oh, whatever. There's probably a bunch of single dudes out here doing it. Nope. <laughs> Not, not at, at all, all buddy <laughs> yeah no, not at the drive-in bro no I, like i remember pulling up they're like it's just you I'm like yeah <laughs> like can you pop the trunk sir <laughs> like, <laughs> but, and like they in said, that no, moment fuck that can't be well the worst part is man like what's worse you know if you have someone in there or if you don't right exactly <laughs> what's worse <laughs> But, like, no, I guess it's just him. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, it's on the house tonight. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Feel that bad? <laughs> you just sit in the corner. You know what? Get a soda on us. Right, exactly. <laughs> he go a voucher. <laughs> bro, the drive-in was the spot, bro. That was the spot was back fun? in the day. Yeah, I remember hitting. Like, I ended I ended my prom night at the drive-in with really? this chair, bro. That was the shit. We, like, we had a nice dinner. Yeah. We went to prom, wild out. Then we went to the <laughs> drive-in and watched... I don't know what, but you know, it was it was, it was a good a evening. Time, yeah, <laughs> you know, it was a good evening. I don't remember what we watched. It's funny, man. Uh, but yeah, shout out to that prom date. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what up? Her name? Uh, I do, but you know, I'm not allowed to. You no, know, no, no, no. Say, I'm not trying uh, to get you in trouble. Or... No, you know, uh, NDAs and stuff like that. You, no, I you understand. know, I understand. Um... Uh, disclosure agreements and. Uh, <laughs> You know, but my NDA say bodily harm in it, so I can't really. <laughs> it's funny, man. I just, you know, I know some many people wish death upon me if I talk about uh, girls that I used to see. Anywho, um, I can't imagine anybody ever being mad at you, man. Like, you know what? People still, they yeah. don't stay mad at me, but they I, people get mad at me. Oh, uh, I'm like could be worse. I'm the I'm the comeback guy. I'm one of those guys. Dude, I've been told that I've got to get a bill. As a comedian, you got to develop that muscle a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You got to be able to recover from whatever the crazy shit you might muscle. say. Exactly. Have you ever had like a moment when you're doing stand up where you had to like completely <laughs> turn a room back around? Oh, plenty of times. Yeah, right. Like uh, I did this. I did this show one time in uh, in Ohio. I think it was in Bowling Green. It was like uh, on a college campus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was with my homeboy, but I did this show in front of all of these feminists, and I started talking about, uh, I started talking about dating this feminist and how she like, like she didn't know how to be sexy because her, because <laughs> the yeah. way she viewed women, it just wouldn't allow her to be sexy and shit. <laughs> like she would walk, watch a, a Nicki Minaj video and be yeah. like, "This is degrading." I'm like, bitch, that's ass. We talking about you? You got the same thing. Depends on your perspective. Yeah, Maybe it's gonna, empowering. You ain't gonna shake that. You ain't gonna shake it too. <laughs> You know you can shake it. It ain't against the law. You ain't, ain't hurting nobody. So the feminists didn't like this? They weren't feeling it? They weren't feeling it, bro. I just had to talk about how uh, I had to bring it back by just uh, talking about how uh, women, uh, you know, run relationships. How they, you know, how they in charge most of the time. That's funny that Even though, them back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though men, like... Like women be in charge, and we think we in charge. Like men think we in charge, but we, we don't know. The, the women just be, you know, they be controlling our whole shit. 
Yeah. They'd be like, you want something to drink? You'd be like, no. Nah. And then the woman be like, he need he need to drink some. So she'd be like, I'm about to get something to drink. And then the dude be like, yeah, give me a uh, two drinks. Give <laughs> <laughs> me a uh, a yeah. soda. Like yeah, I knew his ass was gone. As soon as I get some, so I had to I had to, I had to figure it out. Without I didn't want to get a whole bunch of uh, threatening Facebook messages back then. That's when that's when people used to post on the wall. Oh, or, and they can tag you without your permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yeah. is before all the, the 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 Facebook rules. The censoring. Of this Facebook, before the though. this is be, this is before the look the the elementary kids was on Facebook. <laughs> Like, no one's so, supposed to know how old I am. But anyway, what were you say? What you dude, I doubt you're like. I think I'm pretty sure you're younger than me, so don't even trip. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah, don't even worry about it. Like, hey, what is age? Exactly. I, I, I still a go, certain point. Exactly. I still go to ice cream shops, so I don't even feel that old. You know? Yeah. Nah, what was <laughs> the ice cream shop you were telling me you were thinking about? Uh, it's one in uh, it's one in Corona. It's called uh, Michi's. What makes it so special? Uh, it was, you know what? I know the owner of that place now. Oh, okay. That so like sense. I, I didn't got to know the owner, and she always like you know say some some funny like slick shit about me being a comedian. That's She's like, funny. oh, how them jokes coming? These, this ice cream better make them jokes better. I'm like, yeah, it do a little bit. So this ice cream better not uh make me sick, motherfucker. She's like, I put some extra <laughs> talent in your ice cream. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. Wink. <laughs> them sprinkles is for you and them jokes. But uh, but yeah, no, it's just uh, one of those places that make California feel more about more like home. That's yeah. All. Well, when all right, so let's get back on that. Like, when did you finally make the leap to come to California, or was it because of stand up? It was. So, like, how'd you get into stand up? You're <clears> living <throat> out in Detroit. Uh, you going through school? Like, did you go to college anywhere, or did you? I did. I went to Eastern Michigan, and I went to Wayne State University. Right on, man. And um, I uh, let's see, man. I got into stand up in high school, actually. Right. So like, I've always watched comedy. I've always, you know, been a fan of comedy. Watched stand up. Uh, Def Comedy Jam used to be my shit. Like, still is my shit. I watch. I still watch Def Jam to this day. Like, for real. And um. That was like my thing. It actually hurt my feelings when I got into comedy and people would like talk shit about Def Jam style comedy. They're like, oh, he was a Def Jam comic. Like they would say it with a negative tone. And like, mm. bitch, Def Jam comedy is what put this shit on the, uh, made this shit fire, bro. What do you mean? It is kind of crazy when you start doing comedy and you like meet people that like you look up to mm-hmm. that don't necessarily mean a lot to other people. And then like, it's almost like people don't believe you that like you like feet like you're genuinely moved that you met you know like earthquake or whoever you right know? right right exactly yeah but exactly man it's like no, i get it man like there's those things that just mean a lot to you yeah and it was it was just uh like you you definitely meet comics that you know that that love the same things as you but then yeah. there's other comics is like that they, they don't necessarily dislike that style of comedy but that it just have like a certain disdain for it, you know, like yeah. a, like it's just a negative con- connotation placed on Def Jam comics, like holding your dick and just and talking shit to the audience and like yada. It's like that shit is funny though. That's was that's solid. Well done, right? Yeah, like elitist <laughs> exists in everything, you know, and like you're not always gonna please everybody. But exactly. at the end of the day, like comedy and 
Said elitists everywhere. It's true, in everything. You know, every field. Sometimes I'm an elitist, but not me. So, right. you know, you know, I feel we like... all can slip into it. But at the same time, uh, at its core, like comedy is pretty, pretty simple. Just yeah, be funny. Exactly, it's pretty. You got to hold bro. your dick in your hand and fart. <laughs> I mean, it, if it's gonna right. get you out of the hole, if you got to fuck it. the stool, <laughs> do it. Yeah. Fuck the stool, bro. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I got into I got into stand up um, in high school. Like like I said, I always watch comedy, Def Jam, you know, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Martin Lawrence, all of these people. George Carlin, uh, John Leguizamo, uh, uh, Carlos Mencia, goofy ass. <laughs> 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 but um, uh, my high school senior year, mm-hmm. uh, my pops, my pops talked me into doing some stand-up comedy your dad did my dad yeah my pops he was like yeah he was like you funny go ahead just try just try it out you you don't know was he a comedian no he was not a comedian my pops was a a chef and a dj right on yeah so he was like got the hustle in him yeah he was the man of the people man he always worked but you know he always was just a people guy so and he's all and he's been funny forever so he just never been funny on stage he tried though he told me, it's like, yeah, I tried to do it. You know, that shit ain't work, though. <laughs> that's, that's that's exactly how I went. He said, that shit ain't, hey, shit ain't work, though. And then I mean, we started talking about my school clothes. So that's how that conversation went. It's funny. But uh, so my high school senior year, I did my uh, talent show for the for school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did the tryouts, and the tryouts went great. So I made it on the show. I didn't think I was going to make it on the show. Mm-hmm. But I made it on the show, and... Um, and I almost won. I almost really? won. Yeah, but I said the N word three times. <laughs> they can't. So give I got disqualified. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I got disqualified. <laughs> I mean, what was the content? No. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, dude, that's that's ballsy. By the way, that they turned it into a competition yeah. against you all. Like it was a it was a funny. real talent competition. Uh, it was somebody did like flagpole dancing Twirling, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. the flag. Somebody did that. Somebody sang uh, uh, R and B. It was a it was a couple R and B singers, <laughs> a regular white person singer. Like I don't I don't know how to make that. What's what's white R and B called? Is that called just pop or like is sublime? That... Is sublime white R and B or what, what do you mean? Know. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like some Eric Clampton or something. Okay. Like, what is that? Or like UB forty type of okay. You know, you naming groups I have yet to discover. You before you uh, did the red red wine song. Oh the red the red, red wine. wine. Okay, yeah. That, that's like that white R and B everywhere yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, right? that shit is everywhere. <laughs> that Some is Matchbox Tom- twenty type shit. Yeah. That is a Tommy Bahama song. <laughs> <laughs> Like if they put out a mixtape, that's number one. Okay, bet. Mixtapes, <laughs> <laughs> that's on. The, that's at the top. Uh, but yeah, it's like Sorry. one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to define white R and B right now. Oh man, that's gonna be the that's the, that's gonna be the new shit that pop off next year. I'm telling you. Never you never know, dude. Like, I think the way out of this uh, weird time is gonna be like incredible risks like there's gonna be a bunch of entrepreneurs art's gonna be people in art and the arts in general i'm sure are gonna Mm -hmm. take more risks like because we are so suppressed right now Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's gonna be like a creative explosion once it's it's gonna have to be some type of explosion hopefully it's creative i don't want it to be that's true it could could very go a different type of explosion knowing america i really don't want (laughs) to go left every time 
You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a great time next year. Virus. You're like, no. I know. I was telling someone else, like, (laughs) yesterday about this. Like, I did not see this coming Mm -hmm. or even being a possibility. Like, no one did. And, uh, you know. I think we learned. I don't know, man. (laughs) Time and time again, history proves that we are just people. Mm. We're just humans making mistakes. Uh Uh-huh. You yeah. know what? Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to declare I didn't make no mistakes. Uh, I'd like to say uh, uh, I, I give all the credit to the government. Making <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mistakes for me. Yeah, it is a weird time. <laughs> Put, putting me in harm's way. <laughs> They're terrible parents. And I should note, as we are sitting here, we are speaking through masks that we are wearing. Oh yeah. Because we are good citizens. We're, we are we're staying safe citizens. You know, and we don't even have to do this because you know y'all ain't gonna see this shit. You can't verify. Mm. You just gotta go off our word, okay? Human trust—that's that's public trust right there. And you know what the Meaningful. best thing about this? We don't even have to prove it to you because we know in our heart of hearts we're doing it. Exactly. Because we're that good of people. Exactly. That's the type of love we have for our environment and, and for you and for you people. This is for you. Exactly. This is for y'all. You think it's for me and him? Mm-mm. Nope, not at all. This is for you. I could be eating a sandwich right now, but no. He chooses to engage in public address. With you people with a mask on so that he doesn't spread the virus any more than he already might have had. Exactly. Here, just here, here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> we got way off track. So right, you were saying anyway. your dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> this uh, is fun, though. Yeah. Well, this is. Uh, no, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Your talent dad show. wanted talent you show, to do show. comedy. He said, go try it out. You did the, uh, the talent show. You almost won the talent show. You said. Three and the limit was two. Uh, and <laughs> the, limit, the limit was a zero. But I said the N word three times. I end up losing to a breakdancing crew. Always yeah. in the nineties. Always Every that time, was. Right? That's why. Net, uh, what was? Oh the, no, this was this was two thousands. This two thousand. This was two thousand. Right. This like I ain't that old. I ain't that even goddamn more, old. Even more. Even more reason though. Back then is when. Uh, yeah. So you think you can dance? Was coming out. <laughs> The Jabberwockies. Oh, the ABCD. Right? America's <laughs> Best Dance Crew. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly when this shit happened, too. It was right around that time. People were discovering Zap and Roger it's left like, and right. It's a new era. What's SWV? Like, uh, <laughs> it's not a disease. It's an R&B group. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I ended up losing. But I did a whole bunch of jokes about, like, my little brother and my family and my mom. I did this one joke about my mom. Where uh, how my mom like is kind of like a hypocrite, so like I would get in trouble for mm-hmm. I got in trouble for cursing one time, and I, it wasn't even a really like it wasn't even a really bad curse word. Like I was doing homework and my mom was on the phone. Yeah, and I was like, damn, I can't do this. And my mom was like, uh, excuse me, hold on, who the fuck taught your stinking ass how to motherfucking cuss? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your dumb ass how to fucking cuss i'm I like you uh, didn't say her <laughs> right i was like uh pops did right <laughs> you taught me all these words what you what else you just say stupid motherfucker yeah pop, pop say that same thing he said he said all those words you just <laughs> said <laughs> i don't even know where i learned that shit so i mean it was and then after that you wanted to go out and try it again or like uh, yeah you know what my pops he actually got me a spot at uh the comedy club mm-hmm. one of the local comedy clubs in our area which was the uh ann arbor comedy showcase shout out to the ann arbor comedy showcase man that's that's like my home club right there Very cool. that's where I, I developed that i developed in a lot of different space but like that's they gave me a lot of opportunity there 
And, uh, you know, they've been doing their thing since the 80s. He got me a spot on one of their open mics. I met a whole bunch of people there. And uh, ever since then, I've just been, like, you know, trying to figure out ways to get up and and be funny and have fun. Right on. And, be you know, become a, become a comedian. Very cool, man. And, like, uh, there's nothing else you've ever wanted to do? I imagine um, once you got into this, did you realize like no, it turned it turned, it turned it turned it turned into this. I uh, you know what I uh, like I said when I was a kid, I wanted to do everything. So yeah. like, at one point, I wanted to be a cop. I wanted to be a space uh, a, 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 an astronaut or whatever. I was gonna say a spaceman. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I'd be a spaceman. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, what did you smoke before you do this interview, <laughs> sir? You want to be a spaceman? No, uh, wanted to be an astronaut, a cop. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to be a, 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 a artist, a, um, like a, a cartoonist. I wanted to draw mm-hmm. cartoons at one point. I uh, wanted to be a cartoon at one point. Yeah, you know, it's funny is I uh, I found something that I wrote the other day that said I was gonna grow up to be a cartoon too. Oh, word! Yeah, was like, oh. <laughs> that's what's Almost. up. Cartoon brothers. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Exactly. No, uh, just missed it. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. And then as I got older, you know, you kind of hone it in a little bit, and yeah. you tend to like start following the footsteps of your parents a little bit. So my dad, he was a chef and a DJ. You know, I uh, I started I started DJing with my dad when I was little too. When I was probably like eleven, twelve, thirteen. Like actual like, vinyl. Yeah, like like, like wow. yeah, like like you know a little bit here and there with the mixer and you know the records and all of that. But uh, I didn't pick I didn't pick that up though. I didn't pick it up too much. I started helping them DJ at parties a little bit, but then uh, you know the comedy thing was calling me and uh, and my mom my mom's a social worker. So I started leaning in towards that field as well because, uh, you know, that, that was like, that was my mom's life. So I was a part of that growing up as well. So, you know, sometimes I'll meet clients and, you know, just help her out, uh, you know, in her, uh, in her career. So that grew on me big. So when I got, you know, after the high school talent show, it was, uh, that was like, you know, what I went to college looking for is to become a social worker and, uh, to do stand-up comedy so you know i started doing acting classes uh you know doing uh, improv and whatnot and also that my major was social work so i ended up graduating with a bsw bachelor's of social work that's very cool and uh and a minor in theater so you know what's funny is like there's actually a lot of comics there's a big comedian social work connection oh yeah yeah and i never realized it or really I guess big is like a big is kind of a stretch, but I know when I was reading uh, Judd Apatow's book Sick in the Head, mm-hmm. which is like a book that's a collection of like interviews that he tricked bigger comedians into doing when he was a kid. What <laughs> um, a couple of them! I think it was Martin Short, Louis Anderson, and uh, I can't think of the third guy's name. Eugene Levy. Okay. They were all uh, social workers, and oh, they sweet. all became comedians. That's what. Yeah, That's and then, like, uh, you meet other people that were, I can't think of any other people, but I know for sure there were other bigger comedians that started out in social working, too, so maybe there's some connection that we don't even realize. Yeah, man, it gives you a different aspect, you know, a different uh, perspective on, um, 
life well, well life for sure yeah. and then you know just the way you develop your jokes as well you know how you look at certain things what do you, you know how you look that? at people well you just take into account certain things like <clears throat> um you know just like what certain what things mean to certain people yeah. you know and, and different um um subgroups of people so like you know people that have been victimized or you know people that's been through certain has certain experiences you kind of you you kind of you probably care a little bit more about that instead of making fun of it you know when you're writing material do you think you have like an internal filter that kind of uh, yeah of course you? Uh, yeah i have a you know i have a i have a, a a gut that tells me hey that's not a good thing to say and then i got a, a gut that'd be like you know what fuck it you should that's, say that. That shit is funny, bro. <laughs> say it like that. It's funny. Yeah, Who yeah. cares? So, you know, it just, it, it, you you weigh the pros and cons. You weigh your options. And I feel like every comic has that. But, you know, like if you serve that. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely some more than others. Yeah. But it's, it's different when you, like, serve that community or, you know, you help that type, that community of people. So now you have a different affinity for them than the average person has. Yeah. So then when you say something, you know, you 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 become a little bit more cautionary. I feel you. That you know, or you you just care a little bit more. So, is there like a certain type of comedian you want to become? Uh, no. Yeah. I just I just want to be me. I just want to be, uh, you know, a respected one. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I think it's generally, I think that's what, what it is. Want, right? I think it's just the you know you. I think that's what everybody strives for is the respect and the. And uh, you know the 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 uh, you know the the admiration, I guess, but just to be accepted. You know, you want that acceptance and you want that respect. Yeah. You don't want to be accepted and then nobody respect you. Like, yeah, he's a comedian, but fuck him. Yeah, as much <laughs> as like I don't like to admit that there's like a people pleasing aspect to this. Like that's of all course. this is. That's all this is. Yes. And like I know that I've got like. I've done a sociopath type shit. I guess, or like <laughs> maybe being too empathetic. I don't know. No, there's definitely, um, yeah, there's definitely a big part of doing comedy that is just che- uh, seeking people's validation. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, definitely. I don't know. No, I, I don't I'll know say you look at it. It's just it is what it is. I wouldn't put it fortunate. I would say is, I mean, or unfortunate. I would say it's fortunate. Like. Uh, it's it's comics that that look for that, and there's comics that don't look for that. Like uh, I opened up for Godfrey one time. Shout out to Godfrey, man, one of the funniest yeah, dudes. That's awesome. I grew up watching him too, man. He's a hilarious, dude. He's a legend, uh, for very sure. animated. One of the only comics I've seen like in real life, and he been like ripped as hell, just like he was on stage. Like this nigga's strong as hell. He got the strong. This motherfucker strong. But yeah, he just he looked he looked like a a, a weird black comedian superhero it was it was weird but anywho <laughs> and he know a lot about rap anyway uh <laughs> but no he told me he was like yeah man you just got you gotta he, he had that uh not giving a fuck aspect you know he like he came up in the chicago scene and the and new york scene so he, he kind of got that that you know not giving a fuck about what the crowd talking about type of swag on stage when he did warm up for um I forget what tv show but he was like the audience warm up for a TV show for years. I forget what it, when it was, but I remember listening to him in an interview, and he was talking about how 
sometimes he would be having to do it for like six hours in total mm-hmm. every day, Monday through Friday. That's crazy. Because they'd be on set and they'd have so many breaks. Mm-hmm. Like and the, he, the takes and stuff. Yeah. yeah and like uh, he, he was one of the first people that I'd, I'd ever heard saying too that like unless you're in the New York comedy scene at some point mm-hmm. in your career, you won't be. I don't really have that too, right? I don't have respect for you because like you're not out here grinding like we are doing like five six spots a night and like i realized like he has an incredible work ethic mm-hmm. um but yeah I, i'm sorry to get too far off of that oh uh, no so no like, no that's yeah no no i we talked we talked about that for sure like one mm-hmm. of the nights that we had we did a show it's like the i think it's like the last second i think it was the second to the last night or the mm-hmm. last night in the last show of that night, he did like three, he laid like a three hour set or a two hour set or something like that. That's crazy. And the man. bookers, they was mad. It's like, we got to get out of here. But the, the crowd was loving it. But then some of the crowd people was like, this shit is going on too long. <laughs> and he was on stage. He was like, look, y'all can leave if y'all want to. I'm going I'm to keep talking my shit, though. I ain't, I ain't done yet. So, <laughs> But if y'all need to get the fuck on, go, uh, go ahead. We, you know, ain't nobody holding you up. That's impressive though to be able so, to go that long. Yeah, man. bro, he was like he was he was on one that night. It was crazy. I was like, oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that that yeah, that New York swag, the New York style. You know, they become uh, professional ramblers. You think so? Is that I, how you would break it down? I, f- I feel like it. I feel like most of the comics. Uh, I mean, I feel like you can develop that anywhere though. If yeah, you know, if you you dedicate yourself to it for sure. But like, I've I've done stand up in New York, and it it gets like that sometimes. Like comics yeah. would be on like their fourth set or whatever that night or whatever, and uh, and it just it turns into rambling. It just turns into like you know whatever they was talking about in their first set. That should have turned into mush by their fourth set. <laughs> And now they just cussing people out and, 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 and talking shit. So in your own personal philosophy, do you think there's any uh, advantage to doing, like, multiple mics a night? Uh, yeah, man. I feel like it's it's, it's definitely an advantage to to do it multiple, multiple mics. But it just depends on what you want out of comedy. Yeah. You know, it's, it depends on what do you want out of, you know... Uh, the the actions you take and towards towards your comedy career, and um, it could be it could be detrimental, but it also could be beneficial because you know you become long winded, you become you know you you your your gears learn to turn more because you've been on stage so much, so now it becomes second nature to you, and you have you know you develop that no fear, that no fear of of a stage because you've been on. That's all. That's the only thing you've ever done. It's just been on stage, so you have that for sure. But then at the same time, you could become somebody that just, you know, your 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 material or what you're talking about can become too convoluted, and people are just like, "What is this guy talking?" You know, you become the 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 weird stand-up guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, he's about to talk about something." No one gives a <laughs> shit about. I feel it's like, like, have you guys heard what ants do? And they're like, no, we don't care about what ants do. <laughs> Fucking ants, man. They drink milk from their dicks. You're like, oh, shit. Ants are like the cows of the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that ants make fucking milk, bro? You're like, oh, shit. Why? Who ordered this? <laughs> that reminds me of... Um... Bring me another tequila shot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, that reminds me of uh, 
not to talk too much shit, but I'm gonna talk a little. Okay, uh, <laughs> this your podcast, man. Yeah, Get no. busy. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. And the floodgates were open. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. No, uh, now so we're sitting out here, real talk in in my car in the air conditioning mm-hmm. because it's very hot outside, oh, yeah, and we're there. gonna shoot outside the improv desert heat in Ontario. It really is desert heat, uh, Ontario, California. Um, but they've got it turned into like an outdoor, like air market swap meet type deal. This is like a bazaar out there. Yeah, it really is. So we figured might as well just take some photos, do our thing out there, mm-hmm. come back into the cool car and talk. Um, but as we were sitting here, I just started thinking about, and when we first got in the car, we kind of started talking about how the improv was like your big first place when you came out here. Right? Yeah, definitely. And like in my mm-hmm. mind, admittedly, uh, I was kind of afraid to come out and do this. Because I felt like everybody out here was going to judge me. And this is like a real club. And, you know, there's more pressure. But, nah. Most mics are just mics. Unfortunately. <laughs> like, you can put all the pressure in your mind around right. it. But, like, they're just the same. And no, it's, if it's a mic at the end of it, that bitch going to be regular. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. There's like nobody there. But I will say, the kind of the cool thing about this is uh, if I'd never come to this mic in particular... I don't think I'd ever see that guy. Um, I can't think of his name. Uh-oh. I want to say it's Lone Ranger. Was, is that a nemesis? Ghost something? Ghost something? No, no, no. Remember, the, have you ever seen the guy here that dresses up in Western attire? Oh, he has, shit. You know yeah, what I'm talking I about? that guy. And he has I don't an know alien what versus is. predator, predator style <laughs> mask. On like a western gear yeah. with like boots. I've seen that guy. And for like sure. he has a puppet and sometimes he's, he's doing a lot music. Of shit. Yeah, he does. He's got like a whole little suitcase and he brings a whole, out like Wes Craven. Yeah. Vibe. I'm not even <laughs> sure. Is it comedy? Is it comedy? Oh, no, <laughs> like, but yeah, like I had I not come here, I don't think I'd ever see something like that. Um oh, man, he's showcasing something. Yeah, exactly. So the point of it being uh I mean, I guess that guy is doing what he wants, and he's got a point. (laughs) Otherwise, he wouldn't be thinking about it and planning it out, because by no means is it a simple act. (laughs) No. Take a lot of gumption to get all Mm -hmm. of that shit up there. But, uh, yeah, like, maybe don't be that guy. Maybe be a people pleaser. (laughs) (laughs) Something to think about. Um, Hey, man, something you got to take his his, own Right? I got to give him respect. He is doing his own thing. He's being authentic to himself. I mean, weird. But his he that's his shit. I mean, in his mind, maybe he's killing it. I don't really know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So uh, you came out here, yeah, man. And you settled out here. Uh, you started coming out to the Ontario Improv. Mm-hmm. This is your first time out here. Uh, by now, I, I imagine you've done a couple of the improvs. Uh yeah, yeah, right? definitely. That's cool, man. And like, just even those little victories, I imagine, make you feel more validated and like a real pro right like are there certain things that you want to get done in your career for sure like do you have goals uh yeah definitely man you know you want to you want to create a project that everybody loves you know you want to be a a dope creator you want to you know that's definitely one of my goals uh being a being a part of a, a great project that's all you know that's a that's a goal i have as well you know i'm not opposed to you know, working with anyone and, um, you know, uh, to just, you know, be, be able to, 
I don't know. It's it's one of those. One, you know what my biggest goal in comedy is is to be huh. able to perform anywhere. To just have walk that, in. Yeah, to have that respect where it's just like I walk into a club and they're like, oh, that's KJ. Yeah, he can get up if he want to. No matter what it is, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's him. I know him. Let's get him up. Let's get him up. He funny. He that. I want to. I want to get to that that level of uh of talent. You know, I want to have that level of talent where people you know see it. And they just like, yeah, he can. He's he's great all the time. You're pretty much there, man. Like I remember, <laughs> honestly, like, you're getting there. Uh, <coughs> Thank you, it, appreciate it. Yeah, like I remember going through. I had a random show in Lemon Grove, uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Shout out to William Davis, cool guy. William Davis. Yep, uh, had me out there at the VFW in Lemon Grove. VFWs uh, performing for a bunch of Navy people, and that oh. was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, I love performing at VFWs. Was, I had never been to a VFW. <laughs> I didn't know it get turns. Oh. Yeah, like they basically give unlimited alcohol, or if yeah, it's, it's not they unlimited, own, but it's heavy. It's like they own little town hall. Yeah, and, and like, they just bring it's it's BYO everything, like BYOE, like bring your own all the shit you want. But it was actually pretty beautiful inside, mm-hmm. and like it was big. Uh, like everybody has having a good time mm-hmm. once the music started rolling and the barbecue started coming out. Like it was like a really really fun time. And, like, in my mind, I don't know what... I thought VFW meant, like, I was going to perform for a bunch of old, like, bitter veterans. <laughs> like, people from, like, World War II for right, some right. reason. <laughs> you know, and, like, they're still alive and they're angry. Right. And, like, like I'm about to hear go do some, some jokes. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, then I got there. I was like, it was amazing. Um, anyway, though, so afterward, though, like, I was near San Diego and I remember driving through and I was just walking around downtown. Mm-hmm. And I look in a window inside of... Uh, Madhouse? Madhouse, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this looks like K- oh, that's KJ. <laughs> and like, I walk in, and you're right there, man. And like, it was just crazy to see. Like, I feel like that's happened a couple times. Yeah, I think or I've so. just been yeah. in random cities. Like, oh, this guy, that's KJ. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is KJ doing here? Yeah, just in that random auditorium in a yeah, park It's that KJ. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. That's the That's been the move, you know. Just to, you know, how that get that respect and acceptance everywhere and you know and people are just like yeah i want to see him go up he's funny yeah let you know let him get down man you're already there and like were you always this fearless at the beginning too uh no no i had to develop that too i had to develop that um so after the you know the the time show and all of that and then the ann arbor stages um you know after a while i uh i uh I kind of on another spot. Uh, I developed in this other spot as well. It was um, it's like a poetry slash like talent, uh, joke little All spot, right. man. It was dope. It was called the uh, damn, what was the what was it called? Uh, the Elevation. So this show was called the Elevation. It was on Sundays. Mm-hmm. It was downtown Ann Arbor. Shout out to Mike Fletcher, uh, DJ Graffiti, uh, Buff One for putting putting that show together, man. Those three dudes, man, great dudes. Uh, they had they uh, they produced a great show. So before me, it was always uh, 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 poets and rappers, and so they had break dancers one time in there. So nobody really did stand up there. So I, my, uh, my cousin, one of my, mm-hmm. one of my cousins used to be the doorman or like he ran security there one couple of times. So he told me about, he's like, Hey, it's this little talent spot on Sundays. Make sure you should hit that up. You're doing the comedy and shit. 
You can go do your comedy there. That shit live, bro. I'm like, oh, all right, bet. And I'm young. I'm under 21 at the time. So, like, they made you pay to get in that bitch. It was like, yeah, you mm. got to pay. I'm like, I'm performing, though. They're like, yeah, we don't care. You got to pay. That's right, ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, this, this yeah. Michigan is cheap. It's like three bucks, so That's it's cool. Bad. You know, three dollars uh, went long, go long in Michigan. I don't know if not your not listeners here. are particular to <laughs> California prices, but yeah, if you got twenty dollars in Michigan, you could you and your team could drink. Everybody could get drunk. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> at least, at least, at least you and two other people. Twenty dollars get all of y'all fried. It's funny, not in California. <clears throat> no, not out here. Twenty dollars to get you a, a sip of juice. Like, yeah, you want this sip? Anywho. <laughs> so uh, they used to run this show at called The Elevation at this jazz club called The Firefly Club, which was mm-hmm. dope. And uh, and that's I think that's where be, where I became, uh, like, developed into, uh, you know, uh, freestyling a little bit more and, and just being a little bit more free on stage. And, uh, yeah, so, like, the first night I performed there... It was a, it was a super mixed crowd, so this crowd because it was a black show, but it was like everybody's there: Asian mm-hmm. kids, uh, fucking Mexican people, uh, 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 Middle Eastern. Everybody was in that bitch. So I'm there with my crew. It's like me, my brother, or no, me, my cousin, and a couple of my homeboys. I'm sure we all in there, and I'm in there like nervous, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? If I can make all of these people laugh, because it's such an eclectic crowd, man, and it was. And it was like the it was like a uh how can I how can I describe this for you people? It was that crowd, you know, it was like everybody in this crowd listened to a, a whole Erica Badu album before. Like that's how the crowd was. It was one of those crowds. Like I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like a lot of braids and bandanas and shit. You like it. Like, a lot of wood accessories. Yeah, right? a lot of yeah. yeah, exactly. Just a lot of homemade shit, craft everything. <laughs> you know, very Mother Earth, but like you know, but a little bit of D'Angelo was somewhere. You know, <laughs> the R and B artist. I don't know if you make sure people know what I'm talking about. So it's like that you crowd. don't know who D'Angelo is, right? It, he had two releases, I think, in his whole career. I think like I, actually, no, he like was got it? four now, was like four, four or five, because he came back. He got into some trouble, then came back. Did he but do he, multiple albums when he came back? Because yeah. I know there was a big deal that he came back after like 12, 14 years or mm-hmm. something, right? Yeah, like, he did. A, he did. He did two albums. I think he did one solo, and he did one with uh, Bilal. But that's neither here nor there. Sorry, yeah. Okay, that's neither here nor there. Don't worry about all that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was that type of vibe. It was that type of vibe. It was like, you know, one of the coolest vibes ever, man. And uh, and I, I just wanted, you know, I just was like, I, you know, hopefully, hopefully these people, you know, fuck with me. They they uh, they love what I'm about to do. So I went up there. I did my first set there. I crushed it. And uh, and you know, I had been and I just started, you know, working out there. But I wasn't as uh, devoted to comedy as much at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, I love stand-up. I love doing it. But I, I was, like, I probably did it, like, every couple of weeks. Like, I didn't get up as much. And I didn't know about, I didn't have the uh, uh, the knowledge of other spots that was going on, too. So, like, those are the only two spots I knew about was the Elevation at that time and uh and the ann arbor comedy showcase and then like a couple weeks later i figured out about this other spot called the improv inferno which was the improv spot but they had an open mic on such and such day and i started doing a open mic there as well 
and uh so like so slowly but surely i'm creeping up into the comedy community mm-hmm. but i'm still sticking to my like cool reckless you know uh college shit that i'm doing like that's that was me at the time because at that time i'm still like you know uh i gotta be a uh, social worker you know i'm doing the social work thing mm-hmm. and like this is gonna be my career this is how i'm gonna you know eat and yada 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 and so you know that that was in the forefront and then you know comedy slowly crept in you know the more i got up you know the more i had fun the more the more i bombed like everything and um you know until it became until it became you know who i am so yeah, but the elevation was that spot, man. I was doing that for like a couple, like probably like a couple years, until mm-hmm. they changed up, and you know a lot of shit happened with them. And I started doing stuff in the D. Started doing stuff in the city, and um, in the city they had Mandy's, at Baker's. It's this spot that opened up downtown by the river for a minute, and um, uh, who who was running? I forget who was running that spot, man. I can't even think. I think Coco was running it at the time. Um, and then I just started meeting a lot of more comics, man. Started running into you know some of my homeboys who I kick it with now. And um, and yeah, man, you just you just you just pick up a lot. You meet a lot of people, and you learn a lot of uh, different skills. De- Detroit will make you like that. Will make you fearless. Yeah, that's the city that's gonna make you fearless because the crowd in the city is like ruthless. Like they, you know, you can't, <laughs> you know, they they show you they gonna show you love for sure, but you gotta earn it for sure. You gotta yeah. like deserve that shit. They be like, oh, he he cute, he a little funny, but you go up there talking that shit. They be like, hey 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 hey, you can't talk that shit, bro. Chill out, shut up. <laughs> no, nah, fuck all that. I am so thankful. I haven't like I've been heckled. Mm-hmm. But not like that yet with someone that's like super confident. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I've been able to shut some A people professional down. Professional heckler and shit? Yeah. Like, but I, the day that that happens, I know I'm going to have to get my ass handed to me uh, in order bro. a little bit in order to learn how to survive it, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Bro, yeah. I had the, uh, had the wild, wild heckle in, uh, in Detroit one time. I was at this spot called Mandy's on Monday. Mm hmm. Monday night mic, man. One of the most ruthless mics in the city. <laughs> I was there, man. I was doing a set. And uh, matter of fact, the set I wanted to do, I wanted to do the set, but then I didn't want to do the set. How that happened was me and my homeboy walked in. Shout out my man Darius Bennett. That's my guy. Oh, right on. Yeah, that's my dude. So we was, we was in there kicking it. And, uh, you know, we both of them was like, yeah, we're trying to get a spot. At the time, Popcorn was hosting it. He a Detroit comedian. Detroit, one of the legends in, in the city. And uh, and uh, uh, I we you know we went up to park. Was like, yeah, man, we trying to get a spot. Yada yada yada. It was like, all right, bet I'm gonna put y'all up, y'all y'all next. So like, a comic go up, then Darius go up. He do his thing. He come down, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to go up. And popcorn like, yeah, I'm gonna put you up next. He told me he's gonna put me up next, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't go up for like six comics. Oh, I hate that. So I'm like. So I'm, you know, he, he like the next person go up, then another person go up, then another person go up. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not going up. I'm like, so, so, uh, so I'm at this point, at probably like the fourth person go up. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not getting up. Fuck it, it's whatever. So I'm just in there kicking it now, just you know, <laughs> talking to people, minding my own business, not even thinking about getting up. So, uh, uh, what what happened? What happened? So like two more people go up, 
Then this guy, this guy goes up towards the end of the night. He uh he used to open for Cat Williams or whatever. He's like, yeah, I've been on tour with Cat Williams out there. Funny right. dude from Atlanta. Dog. I don't know if that means he's funny or. He, <laughs> I don't yeah, know what he that like means. he was crazy. He <laughs> dope. He was funny as fuck, bro. He destroyed the room. Hilarious dude. I forget what his name is. I'm so mad I forget this dude's name. It's this hilarious dude, though. He destroyed that night. And uh another guy comes in that I know. Uh no uh that I, that I, uh one of the big homies of the comedy scene in Detroit. His name was Kool-Aid, man. Uh R.I.P. Kool-Aid, man. Uh shout out to his family, everybody. Uh he came in, he talked to popcorn. He's like, hey, put KJ up after this dude. So I end up <laughs> So I didn't know I was going up. Popcorn get on stage. He's like, yeah, this next comedian, he he done been on Def Comedy Jam. He done been on Comic View. I'm looking around like, who the hell he talking about? <laughs> yeah. He done been on Comic View. He did travel all across the world. Y'all give it up for KJ. I'm like, oh, fuck no, bro. No. <laughs> you know, I had to go through the, the the comedy initiation. So I get up there, bro. I'm, I'm like super nervous at this point because I'm not even ready. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking I'm not going up. And then he gave me the bold intro that I didn't even say shit about, which is like the first rule. One of like the one of the first rules of comedy is like, don't ignore the obvious shit. And I totally ignored it. Like when I got up there, I should have immediately been like, uh, all of that shit is lies. I've never <laughs> done none of that. Like, like I just came from a pizza shop. I'm broke as hell. I ain't been on none of that shit. Or maybe played into it. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I just got off my jet. <laughs> exactly. I just got off tour. Y'all yeah. ain't shit. Yeah, exactly. But no, man, I went up there uh, and it, it didn't go good. And at, look, at this time, I thought I was fresh too this night too. Mm-hmm. I had like a, uh, I had a black outfit on mm-hmm. and I had a white belt. So I had a black jeans, black t-shirt. I had my Detroit hat. And I had some uh, some dunks on or whatever, and uh, <laughs> okay. but I had that white belt on, had a white Stylish. belt. So I go up there, start doing my jokes, man. It started off okay, then I get into another joke, and it start going downhill. And these two girls start talking shit from the corner, and so I'm like, I'm like, oh, so I start talking shit back. I'm like, hey, y'all need to chill out over there, yada yada. And then some dude in the like in the on the other side of the room was like, hey, that white belt trash like they just start going in on the white belt bro (laughs) and i just immediately just gave up like oh uh you know fuck all y'all you know i just (laughs) i just became that uh the vendetta filled comedian like y'all ain't shit uh i'm trying my best this white belt was from Cat Williams, no? <laughs> exactly. No. It was terrible, bro. I know, I got I bombed so hard, bro. Yeah, but we lived through. I got those. ate up by the hecklers. Yeah, definitely. You had to, I, I had to bounce back, but that was like one of my worst nights on stage. Oh, isn't that the worst feeling ever? But it was the it was but that was like the uh you know the that um that like uh, uh big brotherness of. That was the like the comedy hazing, scene, right? yeah. The hazing, the hazing one. Stripes, <laughs> exactly. The stripes earning part. You know, you gotta, you gotta go get them bruises, them punches, and uh, you know, I thank my uh, my comedy brothers for putting me through that to make me tougher and make me stronger. So, and you know, that happened plenty of times though. That wasn't just the only night. That was just the worst night. Yeah, it was yeah. other nights where <laughs> that shit happened several times, but it wasn't as bad as that. I was, I was like fighting like four different hecklers on three different sides of the room. It was, it was terrible. I heard uh, Rob Lowe talking on Joe Rogan's podcast the other day, 
and he was like describing like incidents where like he bombed or he thought he bombed mm-hmm. and then he, like he asked joe if he had ever bombed as if it was like a handful of times <laughs> and like joe rogan a comedian right was like oh yeah hundreds of times exactly. hundreds thousands if not like the more you do comedy you're you're gonna bomb you're gonna bomb but, all the time yeah but you get like thick skin you stop caring mm-hmm. and like somehow like kj said it just starts becoming more natural and second nature to mm-hmm. you to like get into those jokes take the laughs when they're there and if they're not all right mental note keep moving right listen to this recording later if you do that that's how you that's how you earn your keep earn your spot yep and like uh i think it's good it's a good tool for life because i feel like as a result of going through so many bombings as a comedian Mm -hmm. in life i'm ready to bomb you know and it's not gonna hurt me as much Whereas, like, most of my life, I've been pretty sensitive. I'll, I'll cop to that. Mm-hmm. You know, but, like, comedy, definitely thickening my skin. And I enjoy it. Oh, man. I remember I when I bombed in. A, <laughs> I did a set. I did, a like, a long set. I did, like, a 20-minute, 30-minute set. Yeah. And I, I started bombing, like, at 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, no. And then I just, and the whole, the rest of the set, I just bombed. But I was just talking much. Oh. I didn't give a fuck. I just kept talking shit. I was like, I'm finishing this set up. It don't matter. Like that's where you become. That's where you get that little that fearless juice. Like you like, you know what? It don't even matter no more. Exactly, <laughs> man. It don't exactly. even matter. Y'all here with me. Y'all can leave if you want, but we kicking it. I had a guy yelling at me one time when I was wearing like a tie dye Led Zeppelin shirt, <laughs> and it was at uh, I don't know if you ever went to Father's in uh Costa Oh Santa Ana. Yeah, 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 Santa Ana fa- Father's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out. Shout out to my guy, Ramon. Hernando. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, dude. Like, I went to Father's forever ago. Uh, Shout out to David Mendez. He booked me there on one of the nights. Oh, yeah, yeah. David Mendez. I know that guy, too. Shout out. Yeah, what up, D? But, yeah, um, I remember getting heckled by this cholo that was sitting in the front (laughs) row. And he kept, like, saying, uh, he saw my Led Zeppelin shirt, Mm -hmm. which says Led Zeppelin on it. And had, like... (laughs) The Led Zeppelin logo and an angel and a tie-dye and all this stuff, you know? And, like, I think he was yelling at me, uh, what was it? Uh, I want to hear the Beatles! And, like, shit like that was nothing to do with it. Mr. Nirvana! And, like, it was really hard to deal with. But at a certain point, even though this guy for sure could have murdered me, right. I just stopped giving a fuck. Right, right. And I just started yelling at him and, like, laying into him. And, like, I told him to sit in the back. And he did. <laughs> oh, shit. And, like, afterward, I got the fuck out of there fast. <laughs> but, like, I remember just feeling, like, so empowered in that moment. Yeah. And I remember also during the middle of that set, somebody literally opened a door on stage and stepped out onto the stage while I was midway through <laughs> my set. Looked at me like I was the asshole and like slowly walked off. <laughs> like while I'm up there, like, okay, yeah, yeah. You you don't realize thinking... the type of power you have, man. So, when you get the mic in your hand, that anyway, mic, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. that bitch powerful. When it when some days, and other days it'll get your ass kicked. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta know when which situation exactly. is which. <laughs> The, uh, the power is in the beholder of the shield, or I don't know, I'm, whatever, whatever. Uh, I vaguely get what you mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. exactly. We know what time it is. Yeah, yeah. man, it's it's a uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of spots out here, man. Our fathers is dope. I have I always have fun at fathers. It do be hecklers in there for sure. Like 
Just oh, I feel like all the hecklers that fathers just be like down on their luck, dudes. <laughs> yeah, it does have that vibe. Like a lot of fathers, yeah, ironically, a lot of fathers. fathers. <laughs> a lot of fathers not, is going through shit. Not the good, yeah, not the good fathers that are going through the best times of the years. Yeah, nah, they all just have some type of turmoil, like you know, yeah. like you know, like a father that can't accept the fact that his son gay or some shit. It was or a strange place, man. Him. It was a strange place for sure. Like I don't know. I remember a couple times too seeing the uh, the bartender get topless and like I swear oh, shit. that happened there. Um, oh man, it was kind of interesting, man. Missed, missed those. Yeah, uh, interesting place. I don't think they do mics there anymore though, unfortunately. <laughs> no, not no more. Yeah. Anyway though, yeah, we better start winding down. I think we're. I like to keep these short-ish. Short-ish, short-ish. We're a little bit over, but it don't matter. Like yeah, man. We uh, want to. We can keep going. Yeah, man. But I uh, we it's it's cool. I I like I like to follow the rules. I'm a rule follower. I, you know, I got I got a Are certain you? ethic code. Not really, but you know. <laughs> I was like, really? You know. Um. Nah. You know, when you black, you can't really be following all the rules. You know, you can follow a couple of them. But... Most people in life, but I yeah, get I definitely what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude. Let's be real. It's a tough time right now. Oh yeah. Like nobody's trying to get any sort of cop action toward us yeah like, bro we don't want neither. none of, we don't want another smoke right now no one does man but with everything in mind uh that we kind of gone over and i know we've gone back and forth but mm-hmm. if you could go back in time and tell like your younger self a bit of information or like some sort of uh wisdom something that you've learned as you've gotten older something that'll help him little kj in his journey <laughs> what do you think you'd go back and say? Uh, it, I guess it would depend on when, what time I go back. Oh. Like if I go back to when I, you know, was first getting into comedy, I probably would say uh, I would probably tell myself to go harder, you know, grind harder, and um, and you know, and don't wait for validation, cause like I really wanted like you know, uh, you know, certain people to be like, yeah, yeah, th- what you're doing is good, or that's more important than, you know, this, or, you know, oh, yeah, follow your dream, you know, it's like yada, yada, but it was always like, you broke? Oh, I didn't know you was broke. It was that type of shit all the time, so. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm broke. I, I'm doing open mics. <laughs> that is the unifying factor. <laughs> Even if you don't come into it broke, keep doing it. Yeah, bro. You'll be on the same level as everybody. Exactly, <laughs> soon enough. Soon enough, you will be. But uh, I think that that's what I would say. If I go younger than that, yeah. If I go younger than that, I don't know what I. Oh, you know what? I don't. I don't know what I would tell my younger self, like younger, younger self. But just uh, because you know, I, my, I have both of my parents telling me the right things. Yeah, you look up time. to your parents. Definitely, definitely, I look up to them. Like. You know, those are above every above everything else, above everybody else. Those are my heroes. Uh, my my mother, uh, Celestine Brown, or Sanders now I should say, and my father, Ernest Robinson. Shout out uh, to KJ's parents. Yeah, man. Shout out to them. They, you know, they gave me life. They gave me, uh, uh, you know, will and 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 determination and and a great personality you know all of these different attributes that i have and they you know that they told me all the right things man my pops told me you know you um you know how i should channel my emotions and and 
and use my personality to uh you know to 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 live my life uh the way I want to and and my mother taught me how to be a professional uh young man and and uh, and adult I should say but she taught me um you know to care about people she taught me to care about people to care about family you know she taught me what you know helped me learn what was important to me and you know made me figure that out at a young age and i just been holding all of those things dear to me uh you know forever so <laughs> So yeah, that's. I don't think I would go back and tell. I probably, I probably tell myself, uh, just not, don't play around too much in class. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention more. Even though my parents told me that, but it, I guess I would probably listen if it was. It came from future me. <laughs> I think we all with would. some fresh shoes and like, oh, you fresh. That would and really like, yeah, be I'm good. you. Can you imagine if you saw yourself from the future and he was broke? <laughs> yeah, oh no right i wouldn't <laughs> like, listen to shit like, yeah you, no offense future me but you like, don't know shit exactly <laughs> are you fucking up it's like it's because you're not listening right now wait Why a minute it's, it's a weird circle cortez's uh, <laughs> what did i do like, is that a what kind of shirt is that he's gonna, i'm gonna be like uh it's this dude named kanye that's gonna come out and this is gonna be the shirts he wear i'm like you wearing a dude's shirts oh uh, ne- no nah, i'm not listening to you bro <laughs> So, so I don't I don't know what I would tell my younger younger self, but comedy me, I would give a little bit little advice to, definitely. Well, if you could go and talk to some other people, comedians out there that might be, the beginning of their journey, what kind of advice do you have for them? Uh, young beginning comedians, young and old. You know, it's funny because like a lot of people start comedy. Uh, people start coming at different ages, so it'd be like when old I mean guys young start, comedian, I really mean like a couple experience, months in. Yeah, yeah experience. Yeah, definitely, wise. I know what you. I know exactly what you mean. But uh, yeah, young comedians out there, man. Uh, when you they they start just starting out, man. Uh, make sure you have fun for for one. Make sure that is is something that you love doing. Like you know, if you getting up there bombing all the time, it's making you feel like shit. Like don't stop. Stop doing it. Don't go up there. <laughs> it's not, yeah, I mean, if it makes you feel it's bad. It's not making you feel good about anything. Yeah. Like, even when I bombed, I felt like shit for a minute, but it always made me want to get back. Like, I'm, like, I know I'm better than this. Like, or, you know, you always think of some funny shit you should have said. Like, you know what? I should have talked about oh, that lady's yeah. weave. You know? Or you now you develop a whole weave joke for because you just talk to yourself for 10 minutes. You know, but if it's like, if it's making you contemplate negative shit, bro, like get out, get out, go take a bath, something, right? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> relax, put some bubble, get some bubbles in your life. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely have fun, man. Grind hard and and respect. Show the show the game respect, bro. That's what I say. A lot of a lot of young comics, you know, they expect so much shit. And it's like, you know, they they forget to respect the craft, respect the art, respect people that's doing it, and respect how progression works. Because, you know, some people, young young comics, it's funny because, like, I had that that same uh, type of mindset, but not really. Like, you have a couple of good sets, you're like, oh, I'm the shit. (laughs) Like, you're not the shit, bro. You just have fun a couple of times, that's all. It's like uh like when you first start well no I don't want to say that but it's it's just it's just weird the type of uh 
invis- invincibleness that young comics have. You know, they feel like they on, t- you know, they on top of the entire shit, and it's like there definitely is. You've a- done a couple of spots in your town, <laughs> like calm down. Right, you need to be humbled. You need a. There is an ignorance that exists when you first start out, and like things go well. Like I, I never used to look at how many many silence uh, moments there were in my set. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. Until like year two. That's year two thing. You know, mm-hmm. like the beginning. If I got five laughs in ten minutes, that's a win. Definitely. <laughs> you know, but now maybe not. Gotta get that laugh a minute, swag. Ideally. Get that laugh, laugh a minute. You get the, you develop for that. You want to develop for a laugh a minute, and then you want to keep going to laugh every thirty seconds, and then you get if you could get a laugh every fifteen seconds, that's like, that's that's the upper echelon right there where your yeah, shit is man. on point. Like mm, mm, the whole people. set rhythm like this, ha 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 ha. Like your shit is going. Like, you you the man. Yeah, there's an old set by John Panette in like 1987 or something like that mm-hmm. that I see on YouTube every now and then. And it's like every 10 seconds, there's a huge laugh. <laughs> and it's like so deliberate. It's insane. He's just talking about going to a Chinese buff- food buffet in Las Vegas mm-hmm. for five minutes. And like, this is such a solid five minutes, man. Bro. It's crazy to look back on to think that like. That must have taken that guy forever to develop. Exactly, bro. I'm not even at that upper echelon yet, and it's just like most people aren't. That shit is crazy, but yeah. it's so dope to see, man. And that's yeah. and that's why I um I love you know being at comedy clubs at different comedy spots, and um especially back back in Michigan because they let you kick it in there, like the show Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, man. They they showed me a lot of love, and I got to see a lot of headliners. And I got to see a lot of people work, and um, and it was dope. It was amazing. It was good. It was great to see people's mechanics and you know all of the you know the different styles and and different deliveries and whatnot. And that's, it just makes you want to uh, you know participate more. It makes you want to do more. It makes you want to be you know bigger than you are or be more. You know all of those different mm-hmm. things. So. So yeah, man. Shout out to shout out to Roger. Shout out to everybody at the showcase, man. Uh, and yeah, man. Shout out uh, everybody in comedy that I fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Man. All right. Well, before shout out we... the whole comedic Avengers, fuck it, dude. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there, and we wish them all well. Um. Yeah. Before we get going, though. Uh, I always have everybody choose a song right at the end that's like special or significant to them. A song? Yes. Pick a song. We're not going to sing it unless you want to. <laughs> um, unless you want to. Uh, but no, but it's just because I'm compiling a big playlist of songs. Okay. Uh, that, you know, are significant to each of our guests. Oh, man. you This this is probably like a bad question you asked me because. No, take your time for think about it. Is man. it D'Angelo? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It should, it should be a D'Angelo song. Fuck it. Might as well. But, like, no, music is like a big part of my. My, who I am so like when you say pick that's a song saying, man. that's like it's the most tough. impossible shit I could do I know it's tough like you might as well told me to make a, a cheesecake in this car <laughs> like make well, a I cheesecake in the back seat exactly <laughs> I would rather I would probably have an easier yeah. time doing that than picking a fucking song <laughs> but uh <laughs> oh man nothing sticks out in your mind something that like 
Uh, you always come back to the, something that's special Something to you? I always come back to. Yeah. Man, I just, I come back to so much stuff. I just love, I love music. Like I said, my pops is a DJ. So now I'm about to go on another tangent. Sorry, everybody. Tangent coming. Nah, I don't worry about that. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, my pops is a DJ, man. And so, you know, all kind, all genres of music. And uh, I always come back to so much different types of music. Just, you know, rap to alternative, R&B, all kind of shit. Rock, whatever. And so, uh, I don't know, man. Like a song that represents this podcast? No, I mean. Or just me, period. I don't want to, I don't want to like guide you and force you. Uh, you got to narrow it down, man. But I'll say, all right, a song that throughout your life you seem to come out, come back to. Okay. A, a song that I come out to uh, throughout my life. Like, a, just like. I don't know the theme of me kind of type of thing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe every time you like finish a set, you go listen to like I believe I can fly, <laughs> or like uh, maybe on the uh, way you there. Can't say, no, I can't I say know. R. Kelly. Don't put me on the know, R. Kelly. Know, tip. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, damn. After a set, you know what's crazy? Like I listen to a lot of. Uh, or do you have a song you listen to like before? Because I all I do. I do have a couple songs I listen to before I set. But like, let me. Matter of fact, let me look at my. Let me. Let me. I'm gonna pick a song. I'm gonna pick a song right now. Because like, it's a tough question. Song. Because like, but... I just love, so much music, bro. Like old. I listen to a lot of old school shit. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna pick a song right now. I already know. I already know what it is. It's uh Ice Cube. Ice Cube song. I'm gonna uh. Which song will it be? Which song will it be? Let me see the song, cause I like a lot of like old school junks. Uh, you either gonna respect them more or respect them less based you know on this what? one choice. We're gonna do no Ice KJ, Cube. This one choice. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one. So I'm gonna tell you another tangent. Tangent coming. Uh, <laughs> no, this is this this Ice Cube song is from the album America's Most Wanted. America with it like spelled KKK, and uh, it's one of the first rap albums I listened to as a kid. My pops had it, he had the explicit version, and he like ended up losing it or somebody stole it, or whatever. So he bought another version, he didn't know it was the clean version. And so, like, <laughs> so we was listening to it one day, and it was like, Forget you, Ice Cube. It was like, <laughs> What the fuck is this, bro? That shit was hilarious, but uh, I would have to say, uh Endangered Species. Endangered Species. Endangered Species by uh, Ice Cube featuring featuring the great, one of the co- top five, like one of the coldest MCs ever, Chuck D. Oh, shout out to Chuck D. Chuck D from Public Enemy. I know you're not Endangered Species. Yet, but one day you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we well, heard it here. Go check it out. Um, Tell from the dark side. Hey, that song is cold right there. That's hard, buddy. All right, you, so you gotta only choose one now. Okay. Which yeah, one do you want them to go check out? Oh no, that's the that's the same song. It's called "Endangered Species: Tales from the Dark Side." Endangered Species: Tales from the Ice Dark Cube, Side by Ice Cube. Ice Cube and Chuck D. America's Most Wanted album with three Ks. And that's the first album that Ice Cube did after N.W.A. By the way. A little bit of music history for you. A little you. bit of history for y'all stinking ass. All right, well, KJ, it's been been awesome hanging out with you. Oh, man, thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming out here and chilling in my car on a hot day. 
uh, and being yourself, man. As always, it's always a pleasure. Thank Good you, Good seeing you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate hey, it, man. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, my pleasure. I appreciate it. I listened to definitely a couple of episodes, man. I'm a big fan. Always fuck with you, man. You always out here grinding, doing work. Oh, thanks, you know, man. providing for the community, and uh, we love you for that, man. So uh, thank you <laughs> thank from you, me man. and from other comics that uh, you know that fuck with you for sure. Well, thank you, man. It's a pleasure being in this game with you all. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you'll be back in the future. I plan on having people back in the future. Is there anything else you want to promote before we get out? Uh, just uh, what I want to promote: life and uh, my YouTube channel that needs life as well because <laughs> that bitch is dead right now it's hard to get traction on youtube at the beginning for sure yeah yeah definitely you after can break now. it down for me somebody please <laughs> hey man you got a youtube you got to go to youtube and then youtube youtube yeah exactly <laughs> youtube youtube out, rules <laughs> figure out how it works but yeah man uh just uh just check me out man uh instagram how to be kj twitter how to be kj uh facebook kj robinson comedian and uh and twitter um kj Ro- kj robinson comedian I don't know, just look me up on or it's or youtube i should say i will also be linking him in every single yeah episode, man just check so. out my social media that's it ain't it's nothing that's nothing going on <laughs> right now okay i was supposed to be featuring in san diego a couple weeks ago no corona said <laughs> fuck that corona like a stepmama that hates your guts Right, and you can never prove they're doing it on purpose. Exactly. But you know they're doing it on purpose. Exactly. <laughs> no, you ain't going to the to the movies with uh Samantha. Your room dirty. Like I clean my room. Fuck all that. What's this box right here then? Exactly. <laughs> Why are your shoes out? Like, no. Oh, sorry, as repressed memories. Anywho, um, <laughs> so yeah, find KJ on uh, social media. Please follow and like uh, all of the posts for Danny Frank comedy and for Danny Frank's Walks of Life. If you find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever, please subscribe. Please leave a review and please share and tell your friends. Uh, every single share counts. Every single listen counts, and you guys are helping me out uh, by helping me build something bigger and better so if you got any feedback by all means leave it in the comments feel free to reach out to me and until next time this is danny frank's walks of life this is kj and danny saying peace peace peace